This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. And we're recording this on a Friday, so I'm going to wish you all happy Friday, no matter what day you're listening to this. <laughs> happy Friday morning, and it's sunny here. I feel like we talk about the weather every time on this podcast lately. It but has been exceptional. The weather is like, <laughs> it's the topic uh, out here on the West Coast. Um, it is the topic du jour. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we have some sun today and that makes me really happy. Makes me really happy. Yeah. Yesterday it was six degrees and it felt like one. And raining sideways. One in May, mid-May. Yeah. It's just shocking. What the F? Anyway, okay. moving past the weather, today we are approaching our, our sort of final topic in this series talking about fierce serenity. And we're talking about fierce serenity in the spiritual body. So we've moved through the physical, mental, emotional. Today we're hopping into the spiritual space. And we kind of unpacked a bit of this topic yesterday. Where do you want to start with this? There's like, there's so many things floating around. I was like, where do we want to like, just land first? Maybe with a spiritual practice? Like talking about spiritual practice? Well, talking about what a spiritual practice is and can be. I think so many people, so many people think that they're quote unquote, not spiritual because they don't have a spiritual practice. Yeah. You know what? Let's talk about our journeys into what we would call our spiritual practices or spirituality. Um, Mm, I think that might be an interesting kind of lead in because I also, as reflecting on this and like what you just said about what it is and isn't, I definitely have found over my last however many years of this journey, it's definitely shifted. And I, so I think that would be really interesting to unpack a bit. So let's start there. Do you want me to start with uh, what my journey is? I think, yeah, start with your journey. I think you may have heard some of this on some of the other episodes, but if you're just tuning in for the first time, grab a cup of tea, sit back or walk, drive your car, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into, like you say, we have talked about it on a few different episodes, but I think the Coles notes are just, for me, it really it's, it's actually been interesting because for me, it actually started in a similar way that we've structured your serenity in terms of, for me, it started with my physical body and my physical health. Mm. And then I started diving into that. And then that led me into sort of some of the mental health pieces. Um, and, you know, I started doing some therapy and some coaching and then the coaching led me into the emotional body. And I started looking more at the somatic elements and working with various coaches and healers, uh, And that then finally moved me into um, redefining spirituality or connecting and finding, I think, what spirituality was for me. And it's shifted. Like, I definitely, um, you know, went through the phase where it was all about the mainstream spirituality and, you know, okay, the essential oils really spoke to me and crystals, you know, meditation and just 
that there was this, um, Jen's got some noisy trucks uh, in the background. So if you hear her <laughs> come in and out, she's trying to trying to save your ears from the uh, to... rumbling. Yes. Um, so yeah, really just like buying, buying into this, what I'd say mainstream spirituality movement has sort of emerged. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I definitely went through my phase of that. And now I'd say I've shifted and moved into really coming more into myself and what is it actually from me and what do I need and how does that look? And it's not that any of those things uh, inherently are bad or whatever, but it definitely was an interesting journey to kind of go, why am I doing things this way or why, you know, what's working and what's not like, am I just going through the motions and feeling like I'm so spiritual? what conclusion did you come to? So I, yeah. Like um, what, at that time. So here's the thing I look back at, and at that, there's a time and a place I had to be there. I had to go through that. And I still, I mean, I still have essential oils and I still, I don't use them as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's also just, there's seasons for things. And I think that that will also you know, I've seen myself kind of come in and out, use them more, use them less, um, connecting in yeah. with, uh, you know, meditation, shifting things. So movement has become a bigger thing for me. Like embodied yes. movement is now something that I would say is part of my own spiritual practice where it's really just about getting in my body. Um, right. Mm. I think it is, that is for a lot of people though, too, because even if you exercise, you can still be disconnected from your body because you can still be quote unquote, just going through the motions. And so this disengagement of when you're not using uh, or not engaging all of your senses, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual in the act at time, that's what being present is being fully engaged physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So if we sort of bring that spirituality piece I'll just sort of unpack it separately from the rest of those areas if you're just going through the motions then you're not getting the benefit of the actual thing absolutely and I think even one of the ways that I tied that in is as I moved through for me as I moved through each of those four areas it wasn't like okay now I'm just into the mental body or now I'm just into the spiritual body all of those other pieces elements of them were coming along with me so You know, when I was really focused Mm. on my physical health, I did a pretty drastic um, lifestyle overhaul and diet, like not, not diet, but like just, I cleaned up my diet. I really, um, you know, started to pay attention to what foods my body was just not happy with. And, um, and so that kind of carried through. And I think that's an element of spirituality too, right? Like that's, again, it, it, it's like you say for where, where I am now is it's like, all of those things are great. And if they feel, you know, if the meditation, if the music, if the journaling feels good, then that's mm-hmm. what I need in that moment. But I don't need to stick to some sort of like, um, some sort of image of what a spiritual person does or looks like or, and so, yeah. but you know, like paying attention to what goes in my body. And that doesn't mean like, I'm not some um, like I eat, I eat all sorts of different things, right? There's chocolate, there's chips, there's stuff, but it's, but it's in moderation and it's really connecting into, okay, what does my body want? What does my body need? And noticing like, you know, when I eat high, high vegetable content, 
and low sugar, I feel better. And that to me is a part of just yeah. being present, being aware, being like, that's the spirituality. That's the part where it actually like allows me to just be centered and grounded and open up. I love what you were saying about how like a spiritual practice can be just a part of your day-to-day activities. I think that's... And so, so the, yeah, because I, I do have some people in my circle who are very, uh, I'm going to say extremely disciplined about the food, the water, the nutrients, mm-hmm. the supplements that they put into their bodies. And that is a fundamental element of their spiritual practice and their, their whole spiritual practice. And I'm personally like, again, it's kind of like mm-hmm. you do you. Mm-hmm. There are times when absolutely I will do so a little bit of light fasting or I will be mind, more mindful of what is and isn't going into my body. And I sort of tie that into a whole experience. It might be like, oh, I'd like to just, sometimes I just don't feel like eating. Sometimes I'll just have a day where, you know, I've indulged, I've not indulged, but I, you know, I've had heavier food the day before. And I was like, well, I'm not really hungry. I'm not going to eat. It's kind of following those signals so that when I do eat the spiritual practice piece, the being present with my food and being present with the the experience of eating that's bringing a spiritual practice into Mm -hmm. the act of eating. Yeah. I think like you say, it's, it's for me, it's really become simplification and bringing it into the everyday, bringing it into how I'm being, um, and bringing, I think being able to connect with, I don't know, like connect with my, with, I don't, I want to say with my higher self, but just with, with something bigger, something bigger than me and feeling that mm-hmm. feeling that I am a part of something bigger. And whether that's literally a walk in nature, I think nature is another huge element of a spiritual practice or yes. spirituality that again, like some of these things, the interesting thing for me is as I've started to really unpack this more and more, I'm like there are many people in my life that I think would not consider themselves spiritual. They would not use that term, but that I look and I'm like, Mm -hmm. they absolutely have practices or are, you know, um, you know, when we look at our everyday life that especially, like I say, getting out into nature, like for me growing up, I never heard nature and spirituality is a synonymous thing. And now I look and I'm like, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And you know, when we look at what's in our need, for being in nature, our need to go out and like be outside and be with the trees or go by the water or feed on the earth. Yeah. Um, that's all just that connection to something bigger than ourselves, bigger than ourselves. That was one of the things that I started to really, really look at. And then this whole idea of being in the now and the present moment. Um, and really I, I'm definitely somebody who, you know, probably has a more, more propensity to go to an anxious, um, type of person, which means I'm often living Mm -hmm. in the like future. And so that practice of really being able to bring myself back into the now and really just being in the present moment and letting go, um, has been a really powerful piece as well, where I would consider that like where I've come to now in my own journey around that is just what can I surrender? What can I let go of? 
reminding myself that I'm safe. So really stepping out of that to, right. to come into the now, just what's here and now is all there is. So your journey started with that physical piece, then I explored the mental mindset, anxiety, and the emotional piece sort of hand in hand with that. And then your spiritual piece is just sort of grown naturally from it's grown from a more approaching each of those areas like practice routine to more organic got to it. more just it's part of how I live my everyday life so I don't got it necessarily have a meditation practice that I sit down and do every day you and I have a mm -hmm. fairly consistent routine where we do meditate together but even that we don't it's not every day um it's most days uh Monday to Friday. Yeah. Um, but you know, whereas at one point in my life, I did literally every morning I sat down and I had, you know, a certain practice and I know you, you do, right? Like you, you do. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. me, I've been able, like, I've, it's, it started to feel restrictive. So I started to just let it go and look at how can I bring these elements into my, into my life in ways that feel good. It does. I think it changes. So my, you know, as you, I would say that my spiritual path began with actually training in my healing mm. modalities, so doing my first Reiki training and doing my first uh, body talk access training. And I did both of those within a two month period. So I was really sort of opening those doors. And then someone years ago, a family friend had given me these little angel cards, single word angel things like you know light or inspiration or um courage you know all these little just single word and i'd had them for a while but i hadn't always looked at them and so i just i would start my day with p pulling three of those cards um and that then i started then i made a little altar with on a mm -hmm. little ikea mm -hmm. shelf basket that i turned upside down and put a little cloth on and i would have my little angel cards there and i would go through my body talk process, or I would try and sit and meditate. And then it sort of grew and expanded. And eventually, it really sort of took off when I moved overseas, mm -hmm. when I moved to Abu Dhabi. And I was looking for some new routines to ground myself into that location. And that um, I didn't have a regular job to go to, I was looking for work and doing business training. And I basically... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just grew and expanded naturally from there. I think I did morning pages. Mm -hmm. I read The Artist's Way and did morning pages, which I still miss, actually. I kind of, when I do do them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's I do. Funny. I have so the, much um, beauty comes out of those. That's actually one I haven't done. And I have both the book and the journal for the morning pages to go along with The Artist's Way mm -hmm. sitting in my office. And I keep, yeah. like, I keep coming back to... Oh, I had the book for years yeah. before I actually yeah. opened it. So it's it's funny. Like, you buy the yeah. book and it sits there, but it really it, it really is a life-changing yeah. book. It will, you know, and for anybody who's, who's looking for sort of a new direction or new inspiration or something completely different, it is a very beautiful process. Um, anyway, so as that Morning Pages experience grew and then... I don't know, I just started through the business development journey, business personal development journey. I started to bring in more, you know, card practices or writing. I always kept the angel card practice, but mm -hmm. I would add to it. Um, interestingly, I bought my first tarot deck when I was 16. Isn't that funny um, when we look downtown? Back? But I never really played with it much. 
you know, I remember doing a reading for one of my sister's friends whom she probably would have been like 12 or 13 at the time. And she's like, wow, this is so mm. right. This is so right on. But I never really pursued it. So I'd always had those like tendencies and leanings. I've always been drawn to, I'm going to say, witchcraft, mm-hmm. Wiccan practices. And part of that is sort of my Celtic, I would say my Celtic Western European heritage. But now I really, now, interestingly, just recently, I've been diving into much more of a Celtic druidic mm-hmm. witchcraft practice. I've always been interested right. in herbs. So I studied herbology um, briefly, um, herbalism with a friend of mine um, for a summer. So it's a little bit of essential oils. So it's it's kind of like my my interest in health and healing has gone hand in hand with my spiritual practice development. And now it's just naturally grown and developed side by side. And so that, oh, my ears are super ringing right now. That's one of my things that, that's one of my signals to myself that it's, I'm talking about the right things and yeah. I'm on the right path. And that, that is where my expansion and growth yeah. lies. Do you think, so it's interesting because both of us kind of came to this journey, like you said, your interest in health, your, and nature and herbs and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing is what brought you to it. For me, it was my health journey and my, just my, this deeper drive to heal myself physically, which then moved into, like I say, all the other layers, but there was just this, for me, there was this constant, there's gotta be, there's something more here. There's something more here. I couldn't accept just that I was going to live in suffering. Yes. So, but I'm curious, like, you and I have had that experience and that's what's drawn us to this, but not everyone has that experience or not everyone needs to be interested in herbology and essential oils and crystals. So for people that like, you know, maybe are like, yeah, that doesn't light me up. I wonder, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I wonder what, it's not that those people aren't spiritual or aren't gifted or whatnot. It's yeah. So what is it and how do we, I think like, I guess where I'm going and even the thoughts that are coming in is, you know, we talk and I think this is some of the piece I'm, I'm really just riffing right now. This is just kind of dropping in and and I'm trying to process it as it comes Mm -hmm. out. But, you know, this idea that spirituality, like I say, looks a certain way or what mainstream spirituality is. And, and there's these people, there's these people, this group of us that are really drawn to these things. And yet I look and yeah. it's like, like I say, like nature, finding the beauty in the ordinary moments, um, like all of these things that we all can do. And I just wonder, we're so, I mean, we know this, that as a culture, we're so uh, separated right now from from each other, yeah. but also from mother nature, from, you know, we're yes, on our screens, totally. we're not outside experiencing, we're, we're rushing through our days not slowing down to actually admire the bird in the tree or listen to the sounds of the birds or things like that. And I think at its root, that's all we're talking about here. Like we're talking about presence and awareness. I think that's, it's the, I think that's that where that awareness, that's where the fierce serenity piece comes in though, for people who are wanting something more, who know that there's something more, but they don't necessarily know what, you know, they think they they have to buy a crystal to mm-hmm. feel better. And maybe a crystal does make them feel better. But what if it was just as simple as observing the bird song yeah. on your morning walk? Ugh. 
And this is the thing, That's this is the part that gets me better. fired up too, is this um, capitalism mm-hmm. of spirituality, right? Yes. And I think, and we're yes, seeing this bubble totally. up right now too. You um, you brought up a post to my attention yesterday on Facebook from somebody who's starting to kind mm-hmm. of call out some of these, um, the oversimplification, I think we would say of, yes. Yeah, these tropes. They're simplifying these spiritual tropes in the broader wider and it world. doesn't it doesn't make sense and then, when you do that and it, it doesn't and it exactly. ends up hurting people it ends up re, and it's just, i think like either re-traumatizing them or hurting them or you know and it becomes very surface level instead of actually then people want to bypass the actual work because yeah. they're like oh i'm doing the things like i'm doing all the practices this is something we talk about before as well is like you do all the practices and you still feel like because the oil and the crystal and the whatever are not the thing that are going to actually help like they're not going to magically make your suffering disappear or heal you or whatnot and that's the piece i think they might be the tool in so for me definitely Mm -hmm. it was a bit of the tool in it did not i i i have i'm surrounded by essential oils they are not going to heal me like let's be honest but they are my they are some of my tools into doing that deeper work. And I was very open to doing it. I think as you were talking about some of your, like for you, it really opened up when you started to do your Reiki training. One of the things that kind of mm-hmm. popped in, I was refl- I was thinking, thinking like, when did mine, like, can I think of a time in my life when all of a sudden the switch flipped? And one of, I can't pinpoint the exact time, but years ago when I started working with my hypnotherapist, that was a big one. Yeah. And so I was open to doing that work, but it was all of the pre-stuff. But I guess where I'm going is, yeah, when we look at this whole capitalistic um, world we have and how, again, spirituality has become this thing that we can sell people, whether it's, it's, yeah, become whether it's through coaching, whether it's through healing, whether it's through yeah. crystals and journals and all the things. like. So where do you think the fierce serenity is for the practitioners, the coaches and the sellers of these, of these, where do I think mm, the spiritual serenity for them is the fierce serenity is for them. Let's flip that back on us. Right. Like we we are in this space. Absolutely. We coach and we heal. Mm -hmm. We actually don't heal people. We support people in doing their own transformation and healing. Um, but mm-hmm. I think this is the work that we're doing where like not being, it's the fragility, right? Like we actually are willing to turn yeah. the mirror and look at ourselves and go, Oh, e, yeah. Where are we contributing to this narrative? How are we perpetuating this? And is that how we want to operate? And I think that's something that you and I do. We talk about a lot. It's, it's, it's still absolutely unfolding. still unfolding. And have we bought into some of these things and have we perpetuated? Yeah, I absolutely have. Uh, And Mm -hmm. this is part of my integrity on this journey is to continue to look at this and to continue to be able to question that and go, okay, like, where can I do better? How can I do better? And I think that is, so yeah, for, for me, and I think for other practitioners, like you were saying, that is the fierce serenity. It's being willing and able to look at where have we maybe been, uh, where well, where have we bought into, and where do we still contribute to and perpetuate um, old paradigms or 
around this work. And then also, like you said, being willing to turn the mirror on ourselves, on our practices, on our, on what we offer and go, how can this be better? Or how can this be more approachable or what needs to go? Um, Ultimately, we still operate within a capitalist system, but how can we, um, how can we sort of have our own subversion of that and yet still, you know, feed our families and yeah, contribute and, to our households. I mean, I, and the work we do changes lives. So we're, you know, being yes, in exactly. service. I think, and, and that's, I guess that's the other piece, right? Is if we are being in service in integrity to ourselves, that's why we're here doing this. Yes, we all need to pay the bills. We all need to feed our families. We are worthy of getting um, paid for using, mm-hmm. for, you know, being able to offer what we do. But the minute it becomes about the money, we've lost yes. the plot. And yes. only about the money. Because I'm not sure what your experience is, <clears throat> but whenever I work with a client, I grow Absolutely. as well. And it's, yes, it's, you know, but it's easy to say that, but I reflect on every single conversation I have with my clients afterwards and the ones we see together. And it's so, it's such a beautiful growth process and expansive, expansive process for all of us. And that's where there's such a beautiful exchange, I think, as well. It's not just about the money. It's about bringing, guiding, and being a part of a person's journey to their fullest potential, yeah. including our own. Because if we didn't do that, then we would still be, um, we still would be playing in that same thing. Like I, perfect real life example. So I went back to karate last night to teach and help with a grading. And I haven't put my gi on, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't been to karate since October. So it was definitely like familiar. And yet I knew my body would feel a little sore today. And I got home and had a foot bath last night. But I was reflecting on the dog walk this morning. I was like, oh, my body feels Mm. more alive. And being in that activity and that action, you know, it was a kid's class. So it wasn't tremendously strenuous for me, but I was still demonstrating things and still helping with technique and the, you know, still coaching on the yelling and, you know, those kinds of pieces. And at the same time, it was such a beautiful realization for me that, okay, this is what karate gives me. And this is where the growth is for me in terms of taking that physical action. So as I take physical action in the, or sorry, action in the physical world, then that brings everything else along. Yeah. And I mean, it's that constant, I think, shifting energy too, right? It allows, it allows the flow of, Mm -hmm. of energy and it's that constant learning, that constant growth, like you say. So the, Yes. And what I'm saying here too, is that the physical, physical, spiritual practice or the spiritual physical practice, meaning like whether it's you use cards or you do some journaling, the physical act of working with spirit is what's going to bring you on the journey to bigger expansion. Even if it feels a little bit at first, like you're going through the Mm -hmm. motions, one day you will find a level or something will happen or something will shift or something will drop in. And it's if it continues to feel like you're just going through the actions and there's something underneath that that wants to come forward that you need to mm-hmm. uncover and mm-hmm. unpack. 
But then that's where the bravery is. And that's mm -hmm. where the fierce serenity is too. You be, have to be fierce enough, first courage to dive into that thing. And then that's the nugget of serenity. Well, because yeah, I think it's definitely a practice of it's vulnerable, right? It's, it's really, mm -hmm. truly being able to, to look at ourselves in a different way and to be willing to, like you say, dive, like if it's feeling disconnected, what, what's there, it's being willing to excavate and ask questions. You know, if you've had some, you know, dreams, the dream space mm -hmm. is such an interesting, you know, and I personally have found my dreams have been gaining intensity and detail over the past several years since I started this spiritual practice. And for people who say to me, oh, I don't, I never remember my dreams. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, set the mm -hmm. intention to remember your dream, keep a journal beside your bed mm -hmm. and you'll start to remember your dreams. But the physical act of putting the it's journal the beside your bed that... and the pen is the thing that will help you remember yeah, your dreams. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. So, so many, then you'll start to, the dream spaces where what happens in your unconscious, as well as in, I'm going to say, beyond your your day-to-day -day life, has a chance to process, unfold. And there there is value in making a note mm -hmm. of that dream space. Yeah, there's so many access points in, right? And again, if we come back to yeah. the simplification, one of the other things that kind of spurred on this topic is I was just, I just finished reading, it's an old book, but um, Sue Monk Kidd wrote a book called The Dance of the Dissident Daughter, which is her journey from Christianity to spirituality slash sort of the sacred feminine. It's very much rooted in her journey with the sacred feminine. But at the end of it, I love what she says. She breaks it down into um, sort of three components and she says she calls it the spirituality of naturalness and she says mm. within that um, a natural and feminine spirituality tends to incorporate three very organic basic but overlooked things into our sacred experience the earthly the now and the ordinary and she just breaks those down right yeah. to the earthly is like what we were talking about like our connection to nature and actually feeling feeling into that though like you know, going and sitting by the ocean and listening to it or feeling your feet in the sand or putting your hand on the trunk of a tree and starting to like really pay attention to what to the energy exchange and flow there. Um, and then the now being in the moment, right, that we hear so much like, oh, just be in the present, stay in the present. But what does that actually mean? That was a big one for me to unpack as mm -hmm. well. And one of the quotes that she um that she quotes in her book is uh, that you cannot step twice into the same river for other waters are continually flowing on. This river is your life and it is different every moment. And I love that. Like, it's such a great, quote such a great of being quote. in the now and you just, every moment is different and changing. And then the ordinary, like all of these things are things we've touched on, right? But the ordinary in terms of just paying attention to how you go through a day and how do you prepare exactly. your meal or how do you eat your meal? That too, you know, where it's, I'm totally, I'm, I'm going to say guilty of it because I don't really feel guilty about it. But I have observed that when I prepare a meal, sometimes in a, I'm in a rush and I'll chop the vegetables and I won't put any thought into it. And because I'm doing something else or I've got three dishes on the go. And so I'm not really present with the food that I'm about to nourish my body with. But if I stop for a moment and really enjoy the process 
And I actually love preparing a meal, like I have a glass of wine Mm -hmm. while I prepare Mm -hmm. like a weekend meal. And, you know, I take care in preparing the vegetables or putting a salad together or making a soup or a stew. Like I love making winter soups and stews. So all of the elements that go into those, um, into those foods, that's the, that's the now that's the, yeah, that's, that's the, the mundane. ordinary. That... That's where the spiritual practice is, exactly. is, is in the ordinary. Yeah, noticing where the light shines in your window in the same space every day, or, you know, mm, yeah, just even, I remember, um, I think it was another coach who I worked with in the past, Catherine Roscoe Barr. She talks about finding the pleasure in the ordinary. And I'll never forget where she's like, you know, I'll do the dishes and I'll put music on like, and I'll just actually notice like my hands in the water, cleaning the dishes, like, you know, where things that we kind of go, Oh God, I got to do the dishes or like, then, you know, we've, we've become so like, uh, that's just a task and it feels gross and da, 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 da. But if we actually slow down and we're just like, Hey, I'm here in the moment, my hands are in warm, soapy water you know, put some music on. Yeah. Maybe it's a space to just be like, Hey, I'm actually just like a lot of times, sometimes some of my best thinking comes when I'm just at the sink doing the dishes. And that's that, that's the ordinary. It's the everyday things. But when we start to be able to do those things with awareness and feeling into our body and just slowing down and doing them, they shift. Yeah. Rather than getting through them. It's totally different energy. You know, that's how I used to live a lot of my life. That is how I used to live a lot of my life getting, I just have to get through this. I just have to move through this. I have to, I just have to get here. And you can even probably hear the energy of that phrase in my voice and the way I'm speaking. So if, if you are catching yourself in that, I just have to get through this mindset or way of being, then I think I encourage you to look at a way of being more present in the now and start with the sensations of how something feels. So if it's, if you're walking the dog or outside walking, how does the air smell? Or maybe you don't, maybe you got allergies and so you can't enjoy the air, but maybe you can, you know, touch a tree as you walk past or notice the roughness of the bark and start to notice the natural world around you. And I think that is a really lovely way to start to step into a spiritual practice that isn't a prescribed woo-woo meditate with your crystals type of spiritual practice. Yeah, definitely. That might feel uncomfortable for you. So then start with what's, start finding the spiritual in Mm. the familiar and the now. Yeah. And expand it. A shower. Mm -hmm. Water. Washing your hands. Like water. So good. Yeah. Um, I know for me, my, my challenge is I still notice that I love to do a lot of those things with something in my ears, often now podcasts, Mm. because that's that want for perpetual learning and growth and whatnot. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's actually a challenge for me to have a bath without being like, Oh, I'll listen to a podcast or I'll catch up on this or going for a walk. And so that's one of my things where I'm sort of thinking, okay, what if I started walking the dog with nothing in my ears? So I could just actually be more present and notice what's happening. Or what if I just sat in the bath and was with myself? A lot of it is really just about being able to be with ourselves. And for many of us, Mm -hmm. myself included, that was really, really hard. 
I'm now I've, I've deeply moved through that. And I actually yeah. love being with myself, but even still, like I just shared how I also love to put these things in my ears and that's yeah. still a distraction from being with myself. Um, yeah. I still like to yeah. eat and read a book or eat and watch a snippet of a show. But the other day I was like, okay, well, what if I were to eat and not watch, watch or listen or mm-hmm. read anything? It's actually pretty hard and in, our, in today's society. It can. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, I do it driving. Again, I that's fine. Im- I'll consciously sometimes <clears throat> I find that actually a place where I've started to turn off. Cause again, I love listening to a podcast or something, but I've started to make the conscious mm-hmm. effort of what if I just put nothing on and I just drive. Yeah. 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 That's a nice feeling. Yeah. I do that sometimes. Okay. I think we've covered most of it. This is kind of like fierce serenity in the spiritual body. It's like a multiple spiritual practice kind of guidance, ideas, drop into whatever feels easy for mm-hmm. you to start with. If you don't currently have a spiritual got practice, one more thing. James got one more thing to say. is play. As you were saying this, it's like, oh, it's, yeah. it's fun. Once you kind of, and once you start to tap in and you start to notice little things, like play in it and don't, it doesn't have to be so yeah. serious. That's something that totally. I was taught through some of my trainings as well. One of my teachers is very much about that. She's like, just start playing with your intuition, just, you know, and, and it's okay to be wrong. Like, but start to like play little games or notice things. And, and it does, it becomes like, Oh, that's fun. Like, you know, putting out little asks or just noticing when I'm like, huh, I got a, I got a nudge on that. And then that happened. But again, so often when we aren't aware or we're not slowing down, we miss all of those little things. It's just right. It's right there in front of us. I think it's hilarious that as you were telling me that to play, um, I got hiccups. (laughs) So yeah, I might have a couple hiccups before we wrap up here. We'll see. Yep. Well, I think we can wrap it there. That's sort of, that's kind of the the wrap of our Fierce Serenity series of just kind of touching on these four areas. We go into much more depth um, in our Fierce Serenity program, which is launching in September uh, for our second cohort. Yes. And that's actually where we facilitate the play, right? Where we take these concepts and... um, yeah. And, and give ourselves space to play and to explore and to experience. Um, so if that's something that sounds interesting to you, links are in the show notes, uh, wait list, and actually you can sign up now, um, is open starts in true. September Yeah, and between now and then we're going to be hosting some workshops and some other immersive experiences, like some beautiful sound journeys with Jen, uh, that you can experience to just kind of come and start to dabble all of that info will yeah. be in the show notes uh, you can also follow us on social at we are jen and jane and uh sign up for our love That's on notes, instagram. instagram and facebook and um our dad our uh, love notes that's where you'll get all the information yeah if you sign up for our love, love letters, letters love note love notes list yeah love letters love notes. <laughs> Your hiccups are distracting it's okay. me. So it's, I guess they are we'll distracting. So this is a good time to wrap up. We'll leave the links in the show notes. Thanks for joining us today for this exploration of spirituality, the spiritual body and fierce serenity. Have fun and play on your journey of exploring what spirituality or how spirituality shows up in your life. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.